The interviews and discussions in this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hello and welcome to Stock Insiders. Christina Morrissey with you and we are fresh off the plane back from the first Future Facing Commodities Conference in Singapore. A massive insight into the people, the companies and the ideas driving the push to decarbonise our future. And I genuinely mean massive. Do you know what I found really interesting? The way everyone is working together, there's government incentives to find solutions through to public and private companies, explorers, manufacturers. And what that means for us as investors is there are some great opportunities out there. You just need to pick the right horse. So today, the opportunity to do some research into a mineral in this space that is forecast to grow in demand 300% by 2030. It's one that can't be replaced by any other substance High Purity Alumina, HPA. It's in every phone, not just in the batteries, it's in the glass. If you look around the room that you're in right now, if you've switched out your lights to LEDs, that glass can only be made with HPA. There is a shortage looming. Prices are rising. Time to talk to an expert about this mineral, and we've invited Dr. Mike Jones, MD of Impact Minerals on Stock Insiders, to talk HPA, the growing demand, and an exploration target in WA that has he and his team very excited. And disruptive processing technique designed to have huge upside for the environment and profit margins. Dr. Mike Jones, hello and welcome. Hello, Christina, and uh, great to see you again after Singapore. It was a very big conference. Let's start with HPA. I was very excited by what it what it, it could do. If we go back years, though, traditionally it was a byproduct of aluminium production, wasn't it? Yeah, that's correct. And um, so HPA does stand for high purity alumina, and alumina is aluminium oxide, and that's always been produced by the mining of bauxite, and obviously Western Australia is a major producer of bauxite. But then it has to go through quite an environmentally unfriendly process called the Bayer process to produce um, the raw form of alumina. Uh, and then subsequently that needed to be refined to get to the high purity state. So uh, significant uh, business uh, over the years, uh, but as, a, as we were discussing, a byproduct of the main aluminium industry. So there was always plenty of supply from what I understand. When did things start going a little crazy in terms of the need for this particular product? Certainly over the last decade, the growth in the use of HPA has, uh, has been quite significant and that's been driven by it, the two main uses. And you mentioned that at the start there. So it's used in LED uh, light bulbs and increasingly in micro LEDs. And look, that's part of the push to replace the incandescent light bulbs that have been firing us up since um, Edison and uh, and with the LEDs and the growth across the world as uh, as countries, especially third world countries, are developing. LEDs are in huge demand there. And then the second main use is in the lithium iron batteries. And of course, uh, those are integral part of the electric vehicle revolution and massive growth has been uh, occurring over the last decade and forecast to go for another decade. And look, in that instance, the HPA is used as a separator inside the battery to separate the anode and the cathode and it prevents overheating which as we all recur uh, remember the uh, samsung phones were exploding a few years ago and that's because the separators weren't doing their job 
Ah, that was a bit of a disaster, wasn't it? So you definitely need your HPA in there. That could be very nasty. So what are analysts? I was reading a little while ago that analysts were predicting that last year's market size um, was just over two billion US two billion uh, for HPA, and they're predicting it'll go to US eight billion by twenty thirty one. So those analysts, what, what sort of they're predicting needs to be discovered and processed to meet that growing demand. So look, the overall uh, market for uh, HPA is in the hundreds of thousands of tonnes. Obviously, that's going to grow significantly. It is quite a niche market, and that's because the end product is a specialised product. It needs particular processing to get it to the shape and form that those end users and the manufacturers are going to need. So the, there's no shortage of sort of HPA precursor material. Uh, it's really the secrets in the processing and in the final product specification. And that's where people have come undone uh, over the years. Um, but we think that we've got a process that's uh, going to make a breakthrough in that area. All right. Okay. Well, before we get to that and your sec- your special process, just briefly tell potential investors listening today, what is the market price for HPA? So the benchmark for HPA is normally referred to as 99.99% alumina, and that's a very pure form. So you can go to five nines, as they call it, so that'd be 99.999%. And again, that requires a very special processing to get to that level. So for the benchmark, we're looking at a price, as far as we can estimate, between 15,000 US dollars a tonne and 25,000 US dollars a tonne. Mm-hmm. And um, so those prices are normally driven on contract um, by offtake agreements with various producers around the world. Yeah. So that's our background to set the scene for HPO. Big demands. Um, we, obviously, we need more discoveries. And Dr. Jones, that's where impact comes in. You've recently made a transformational acquisition in the HPA space. We have indeed, and it's here in Western Australia, Tier 1 jurisdiction. And uh, we came across a beautiful project down near Southern Cross, about 100 kilometres south of Southern Cross, in a salt lake or playa, as we call them here. Yeah. And uh, underneath that uh, salt lake in the top two metres, we believe there's a, an amazing transformational ore body that contains uh, you know, a significant resource of HPA that has a number of unique advantages, which once I saw it, I just had to say to myself, we really need to give our shareholders a chance at developing this because uh, it's an exquisite ore body. And uh, we're moving forward at a great speed since we made the announcement about three or four weeks ago. It's very, very recent. How did they actually find this? Or how did the, the team find this? How did it come to your attention? Well, I've known a geologist called Roland Guthart for a few years, and Roland's a well-known consultant uh, around the traps, and uh, he's a very good lateral thinker. He's a very clever guy. And he came up with the idea of uh, how else could we make alumina? Um, Thought about a few minerals that uh, might be uh, able to be processed compared to previous um, uh, uh, the previous supply, and then designed a process uh, basically to extract those minerals and um, and then went off and found the deposit that would match the processing. So it was a bit um, uh, you know a bit back to front this time round, but uh, we think that he's on to an absolute winner, and we're pleased to be part of it. Yeah. So how hard has the exploration work been on this this new find? Do you have you do you need a big drill rigs or anything? <laughs> well, that's one of the great things about about this project is that uh, there's a, a significant uh, amount of um, alumina in the top two meters of this lake, and so we've been able to do all of the drilling 
uh, using what we call push tubes, which are basically polystyrene tubes. We've hammered them in to the ground, taken them out and got uh, something that looks a bit like plasticine that's come out of the tube and sent that off to the laboratory. So the resource, the entire resource drill out uh, and everything that's been done on that project has probably cost about um, 75,000 uh, Australian dollars. And yet the value of the metal in the ground, as people will see, uh, is quite enormous in comparison to that. So it's a very unique deposit and uh, it's got a lot of advantages. What sort of picture have your drill results painted as to how much of this potential HPA you're going to be able to get out of the ground here? So for listeners who aren't fully aware, we uh, are not in a position yet to put out a, a definitive resource although we're very confident of what we're going to get. So at this stage, we have an expiration target, and that is a range. So we're allowed to quote a range of the tonnes and grade. And so we've got something between 600,000 tonnes up to 1.25 million tonnes of alumina, most of which we think we can convert to HPA. And that's at a grade of between 24 to 27% alumina, which is actually very high grade on a global standard. And there's somewhere between two and a half to five million tonnes of material in the lake. So approximately one quarter of that we're going to be able to convert into HPA. And so we can pick a middle number there. So we've got about a million tonnes of alumina sitting there in the top two metres of the lake. So not particularly hard to get at. Already it's been a relatively cheap process to, to do that testing, to do your drill results. That just seems phenomenal. Well, it's almost too good to be true every time I tell the story, uh, Christina, and uh, because the advantages from mining are, are really uh, quite amazing. Uh, it's naturally very fine grade. It's less than 10 microns in general grain size. And what that means is that basically we have what can be referred to as direct shipping ore. We're going to be able to mine that material using uh, a digger, several trucks, and we're going to be able to truck it off site. It's fine grained. There's no pre-strip, there's no crushing, there's no grinding. We're not going to leave any waste behind and we have no requirement for any water. This material is almost like plasticine, as I said. It'll dig up very easily, it's dry, stick it in the truck and take it off-site. So as a result, the environmental footprint will be something that looks like a hole that's only about a metre or two metres deep uh, in the surface of the lake. It, it's really quite Amazing. You said originally it was fairly close to some um, towns, etc. What's the actual access like to the site? Well, it's on the main Hyden Norseman Road, which is a, an excellent gravel road. It goes, uh, we're only 50 kilometres from the Forestanian Mining Centre, one of Western Australia's big nickel mining uh, deposits. And there is a fire break that runs right up to the lake, which is almost two trucks wide. And so the, <laughs> the infrastructure is almost already in place for us to start mining once the uh, approvals come through in a few years. So we'd be able to take that material and because it's so cheap to mine and truck, we'd be able to take it to a, a number of places, perhaps Quinana into the battery corridor there, out to Kalgoorlie or down to Esperance and, uh, and build a plant there, which um, will relieve us of many of the environmental issues that come with uh, normal mining. Now, t tell us about this this plant that you want to you want to build and this process that you alluded to at the start. It's so different. It's this disruptive process processing method. Yeah, well, this was the real breakthrough that uh, Roland would made is that he identified that uh, the particular group of minerals um, would be able to be leached with sulfuric acid. Most of the competitors in this space are trying to build hydrochloric leaching uh, plants, 
And the sulfuric acid has a number of advantages over that, which include being A, a lot cheaper, uh, B, a lot safer, and C, easier to recycle the waste products. So a number of uh, uh, significant advantages there. And then combine that with the fact that we should be able to build that plant in an existing industrial yard or in a, an industrial area that's already permitted, uh, that will allow us to uh, build the plant relatively quickly and, um, and get going. How far away are you from doing something like that? Look, it will be a couple of years. Um, we've got to go through the mining lease application process. We will lodge that application um, by the end of this quarter or the start of the next quarter. And that will set in process or in motion then a chain of events uh, with the government approvals departments to, uh, to get that mining lease approved, um, hopefully within a couple of years. The initial advice that we've had from some of the consultants is that given the low environmental uh, footprint of this thing, that a lot of the longer term monitoring and environmental regulations that are placed on long term projects, that uh, we should be able to bypass a lot of those and, and get the thing granted relatively quickly. Once it's up and running, what's the life of the mine predicted to be? Well, we, we would be aiming to produce in the order of about 10,000 tonnes of HPA a year. And that would only be, I don't know, say 5% of the global market or something like that at the time. And um, if we've got about a million tonnes of it, then we can see that we've got a multi-decade operation uh, there. So it truly is a world-class deposit, both in terms of grade and also size. Yeah. What are your relations like with the local landowners and their traditional owners? So the, it's the Naju peoples are the uh, traditional owners of the land, and uh, we do acknowledge their uh, their long time, long term association with the area. They're based in the Kalgoorlie Norseman area, and uh, we've engaged with them on a number of other projects, and they've been uh, very open to mining. Um, they're a great group of people, and uh, we'll be really entering the the uh, discussions with them this coming quarter and uh, looking to do heritage surveys you know, between now and the end of the year. Yeah. What about your ESG? So ESG, so as we've jumped from being a junior explorer into now a developer, uh, ESG has certainly now risen up our ladder of, uh, uh, of, a, <laughs> of uh, things for management attention. So we're just about to embark on a, a significant uh, program with BDO, which will be um, put put us on the clear path to making sure that our ESG reporting requirements are all met. And uh, you'll be seeing more of that coming from impact as we go forward. Now, why, did, why does this tick the boxes for you, Dr. Mark? Look, it's the ease of mining and the ease of processing. Those two things uh, have allowed us to jump from being an explorer into being a developer, you know, straight away. The areas that were the capabilities and areas that we do need to improve and build out on are actually in the metallurgical processing and also in the end product users. But look, it's really all about the fact that we think that we can be one of the lowest cost producers of HPA globally. And that's going to be very significant, especially in a few years when supply is going to outstrip demand. And so we hope to be able to deliver into that market, you know, a low cost, high margin uh, product and, um, and be a dominant player in that space. And how confident are you that you will be a significant player in this arena? Well, as confident as anybody can be in the resources sector, Christina, we've all been around a long time. And, uh, but I can tell you that um, I've been in this business a long time and I've looked at a lot of projects over my 30-odd years and I haven't seen anything that's got this 
ton of risk reward ratio and it's the reason that we took the jump into the uh, into the project how has the move of of hpa onto the australian critical mineral list because the government's um, recently named it on that list what what is sort of effect does that have on your operation is it making things easier for you that's only happened in the last 12 months or so but it certainly has opened up a whole lot of avenues for us to gain extra funding other players in the hpa space have been able to uh, have received you know significant grants in particular through the critical mineral critical minerals development grant uh, we actually have an application for that in place and we'll find out in may if we get that um, i'd be hopeful that we would but uh, there's uh, there's plenty of funding um, to help build um, processing plants and help with the marketing and the metallurgy of, uh, of critical minerals and HPA is one of those. So, you know, we'll certainly have our hand out and up to receive one of those grants. All right. And it's very early days as far as the timeline of you announcing this. So really exciting for us to be able to listen to it. So early on in the pace too. Indeed, it is a ground floor opportunity. Look, there's been quite a bit of trading in the stock um, and um, we're at about the price we were about last capital raising. And uh, But we've certainly got um, people eating away um, at the stock looking for um, the big uplift, which I'm sure is going to come over the next couple of years as we move towards production. Well, Dr. Jones, thank you very much for your time on Stock Insiders today. Thank you very much, Christina. Glad to be here. Impact Minerals ASX IPT, high purity alumina in Western Australia. Tier 1 jurisdiction, high margin, high growth market with significant upside potential as we heard a brand new disruptive processing technique as well. Dr Mike Jones, the MD, talking us through their recent transformational acquisition. Very recent announcement. Is it your horse? D-Y-O-R. Do your own research and let us know why you've made your decision. And we'll be back with another story on Stock Insiders very soon.